You're listening to the Her Business Beat podcast, where real women share how purpose drives profits and how life harmony can exist with your hustle. I'm Geneva Maresma, the founder of Hearts and Heels, a networking group for women where we work together for flourishing businesses and come together through enriching education and joyful relationships. Whether you're a part-time business owner or a fast-scaling entrepreneur who is also a conscientious leader, you can create soul-led success by fueling your greatest ambitions with pure heart. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of cab, pop in your AirPods, and get ready to check your purpose pulse to create work that matters and the success you desire. My guest today is Kristen Burden, a millennial on the cusp of a Gen Xer. She's both tech and people savvy. She began her entrepreneurial journey just a short time ago in 2021 as a mortgage loan originator. She's also been part of the business talk community for many years as the president of Friends of U.S. Military Families, a nonprofit organization, and as the branch manager for a Tampa-based credit union. In addition, she's been in many extended late-night business chats with me over many, many years because she's my sister. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for joining me. So this is an interesting interview today because we're actually sitting in the same room. (laughs) So we're going to talk about local networking communities and why women should be involved in in in-person business connection activities. So many of you work in the space of your home office and may not get out into your local community too much or your clientele or people that you connect with worldwide potentially But we do think it's important that women join up their local communities. And so we're going to be talking about the value of that today. So I'm just going to go through some questions, Kristen. would love for you to share with our audiences what your experiences have been, especially I think your perspective is interesting, pivoting from the corporate world into entrepreneurship and shifting why you network. So how long would you say between both roles have you been networking? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say about 10 years, uh, just holding different positions in my career. And is it different networking for yourself than for a company you work for? It's very different. Yes. How would you describe the differences or what maybe what drives you to network now versus before? Well, I think it's going to be different for, you know, different people working different types of corporate positions. But for me, I was on a salary, you know, I did have sales goals um, for my branch, which is why I went out and networked and did business development. But, you know, there were a couple things managing a branch. um, You know, if somebody calls out, sometimes I can't make those networking commitments that I had already planned. Right. And then also I would say it was a little bit more relaxed um, on the corporate end of things because I had a base salary. It wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't, you know, life or death for me uh, to go to a networking event. I mean, I was able to make sales other ways, but it was it was more of just the social aspect of getting out of the office, you know, getting to know some other uh, business leaders in the community. You know, I, I knew I could eat tomorrow. I could pay my bills tomorrow, you know, even if a sales transaction didn't generate as a result of me attending that networking event. So when you were in the corporate world, did you find that your companies paid for you to attend networking on their behalf? They paid for it. Yep. They paid for us to attend networking. And sometimes there would be, you know, multiple people from the organization I was with represented at the same networking event. You know, like I said, it was, it was more of a group effort to kind of get out, put 
the credit union's name out in the community, it wasn't as important to uh, really transact business from that type of thing. It was more of a, here we are, we're in your community, here's our name, here's a face. So just more for visibility versus now as an entrepreneur, you're out there for your personal visibility, but also to try to drum up business because now your paycheck and your food on the table is dependent on your income earning abilities. And, but for the women listening who are in corporate leadership, that's something that is good to know that if you're in corporate leadership and have those corporate sales goals or team goals is that if you're not currently networking in your local communities is maybe going to your supervisors, your management and asking them what dollars are available for local networking, because certainly they've allocated where you were working, they had allocated monies towards that. Sure. Would you say though that this, that when you made that pivot, because I know there's other women listening that are looking to pivot from corporate work into working for themselves, self-employment, Do you think that the seeds that you sowed, even though you were working and networking for the corporation, have helped you as you've made the switch to entrepreneurship? Absolutely. And I would say that there was even a pivot while I was still at the credit union because, yes, I I ran a branch for many years, but I also was in uh, I was a mortgage loan originator while I was at the credit union. So just switching from a management role into a sales driven role already, you know, made my thinking shift more in a sense that I was thinking more about, okay, production is more important. My personal production is more important. So, you know, there are things I need to think about and and more follow up I need to do with the people that I'm meeting at this network work being event versus when I was just in management. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, different perspectives. What do you think holds women back from local in-person networking? Like what do you think might be a couple of the mindsets that keep people not getting out and networking? Um, I think number one, uh, not knowing anybody that's going to be at that event. I think that that was one reason why when I did work corporate, we sometimes would talk to each other like, hey, are you going to this event? Okay, if you go, I'll go you know, because there's comfort in knowing people that are um, present. But when you're trying to break into a new group of people that you've never met before, that can be very intimidating, especially if you're not a naturally extroverted person. Um, That can be a very scary thing to, you know, go to a networking event and be like, is anybody going to talk to me? Who am I going to talk to? Like, how do I do this? I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back. And I know you mentioned extroversion. I know that you describe yourself as more of an introvert. So Kristen and I are, I'd say we're pretty different people. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we, we do have a lot of the same interests. We've known each other our whole lives, but Um, she would probably describe me as more of an extrovert. I have introverted moments and I definitely get my energy from like being alone, solitary sort of is how I refuel myself, but I do enjoy people and I do enjoy talking to new people. And I know for you, you've said like that you consider yourself more of an introvert. So as an introvert, as a self-proclaimed introvert, how have you overcome the barriers of let's say feeling shyer in going into networking for yourself? Well, a um, couple ways. It's always easier if maybe a friend invites you, right? So if you already know that you have one connection at the event you're going to, well, 
all right, I already know there's one person I'm not going to have any trouble talking to. So, um, you know, the potential for them to introduce me to other people that I don't yet know is there. Um, so just keeping that in mind. Um, the other thing is having an agenda, like having a goal for the networking event that I'm attending, um, forcing myself, you know, if I, if I am going somewhere where I don't know anybody, how many people am I going to strike up conversation with, like almost gamifying it for myself uh, so that I have a goal to work towards versus being in my head about how I'm coming across or, you know, am I going to have anything interesting to say <laughs> about my business or about myself? Yeah, I'm just having a goal of how many people am I going to talk to? How many people am I going to follow up from this networking event? And, you know, when you're not so in your head worried about how others are viewing you, it makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. And as somebody who's maybe a little chattier and more extroverted, I still have all those same fears sometimes of going to a new group. But I think definitely keeping goals in mind and having a plan going in makes you know what you're trying to work for. And, and like you said, the follow up, but I will encourage anybody listening that if you find a networking group and let's say you visit it a few times and you find that it's a space you want to invest more time in is do invest regularly. Uh, sometimes women go to something once or twice and then they back out and then they might pop back in in six months, but really it's about, would you agree? It's about quality relationships and building those relationships over time and consistency of touch points versus one shot here and there. Absolutely. It has to be something anytime you join either a chamber or a networking group, um, you know, sometimes we want to give something a shot just to kind of see like what the energy is like, what, what's the feeling like here. But in actuality, we're not really giving any networking effort a fair uh, shake if, if it's just one, two, three times. Um, you know, we really have to look at it as a long-term goal, uh, of like a year even, um, to give us time to develop those relationships. Do you find that the money that you put into networking every year comes back to you in your ROI, that return on investment? I would say for myself, absolutely. And we'll talk here in a minute about kind of how to choose those groups, but I find for the dollars I put in, my return is great on networking. What would you say for yourself? I would say the same. Um, I think it's important to also keep track of that because, you know, when you're deciding on joining yet another thing and what should I give up? I mean, you should, you should know from each networking group that you're a part of what uh, value has it given to you financially over a period of time. And that should drive your decision whether to stay or try something different. Absolutely. And that's something I do share even with women who join uh, my Tampa-based networking group, Hearts and Heels Tampa, is that if they're coming and they're investing, our, ours is pretty nominal as far as groups go. I think our membership is reasonable at two ninety seven a year. But I do tell people to weigh out what they're getting out of it. What's the value? So are they getting quality business referrals? Or is it enough that they just make great uh, resource connections in the community, maybe for their own selves, that they need quality bookkeepers, they need to know who the accountants are in town that other people trust, or they need referral partners. And so, or education, I find some women plug into groups where they find a great value in education, and that is worth the cost to them. So if you can 
tell us uh, in brief, maybe just give us a couple pointers on how you select your networking groups. Well, I think it's important to know who your target client is, right? That's kind of the first thing I look at is who knows the type of person I work with. So for me as a mortgage loan originator and a female, I feel like I naturally gravitate towards women like me, you know, around my age in well into their career or their entrepreneurs, you know, if they're married, oftentimes they're the voice of that relationship when it comes to communicating the real estate transaction. I I work well with strong career driven women. So I think to myself, like, okay, who knows other strong career driven women that are possibly looking to purchase a home or refinance a home. So women's networking groups is a natural place for me to network because the people that I would work with are already part of that group, but they know the people that I would work with. Right. Right. So I think that's great. Because women need to, women, I'd say anybody that's networking, needs to look at their networking groups as a, as who they're selling through, not necessarily who they're selling to. And sometimes people confuse those two things. But if you can find people who you know are naturally connected to the people that you're trying to reach with your business, then I would say that's a great place to start and deciding what kind of group you want to join. So what would be your best advice for other women seeking to join networking? Like if they are brand new out the gate or restarting, some women take a, a bit of time off for a while from what they're doing and get back into networking, maybe after a period or break of time, depending on how their business has shifted. How would you advise women to, uh, to do that? Give us like three pieces of quick advice. Three pieces of quick advice. Okay. So first of all, if you've been out of networking, the networking game, or you've just never done it before, stop overthinking it. Uh, Yes, there's a lot of different options in the community. Uh, Pick one, give it a shot. Um, You've got to start somewhere because I I feel like some people I talk to, you know, and I'm happy to talk to anybody that's looking to join Hearts and Heels, but sometimes they're asking too many questions when they just need to show up, right? Show up with their business, just show up and, and start getting to know people. Number two, I would talk to, you know, your friends in business that you feel are successful in networking and run successful businesses. Where, where are they networking? What are they doing? And could, could you go with them as a guest somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah, a lot of groups will let you come as a guest and you don't have to pay. You can right. just check it out. Right. So number three, I would say, you know, just make sure that you're following up with the individuals that you made connections with at the networking event, whether it's one that you just showed up to and just went cold turkey or one that a friend has invited you to. Otherwise, your efforts are wasted because that's the whole point is meeting, following up, and the real business is done after the networking event, uh, scheduling one-to-ones, you know, extended phone calls with people. Great advice. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think um, now a lot of times, like I even schedule, I have a half day Friday, usually that I schedule back to back 30 minute uh, one to one. So just getting on the phone with somebody on a Zoom and just spending 30 minutes talking to them, getting to know them deeper. So I find that it's easy for me to just schedule all those on one afternoon and just kind of make that my online networking time. And then I spend my Thursday morning for coffees, breakfast, things like that. But I do agree that it's integral to make that 
connection with people that you maybe started to have a connection with, but want to deepen that relationship and using that time to mutually get to know each other and how you can partner together and cross refer and getting to know who the other person's ideal client is at that moment. So thank you for coming on and talk to, talking to us today about networking in the community. And so this um, has been great. I appreciate your time today and uh, just also sharing that perspective of going from corporate and pivoting to entrepreneurship, working for yourself, because I think a lot of people have had to do that or in the space of doing that and have to figure out how do I go from networking for someone to networking for myself right. and what are the, the differences in that? Well, thanks for your time today. And um, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show sometime soon. All right. Thank you, Geneva. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Her Business Beat. I hope you found some sunshine for your business journey or heard something that made your purpose pulse beat faster. Please hit subscribe, write us a review, and share this episode with a friend. Tune back in for new episodes soon.